Last episode of season two. How are we here right now? I don't know. (laughs) I literally don't know. Last episode of season two, season three on the way. And we got Jewish Journal. We got almost into August. We got Chosen Festival coming up. We got a lot going on. A lot going on. And you might see that we might look similar. This might be one of the first intros that we have recorded. Yeah. Um, Marla and I tend to not look so great when we record these, but we sound amazing. But today we are repping our Yonati's Anti-Anti-Semitism Club shirts, Mm -hmm. um, a brand we super vibe with. We love the mission and they have amazing stuff for everything we want to do. And why not support not supporting anti-Semitism on our podcast, Schmuck Boys? Exactly. Libby hitting the nail on the head. If this is if I had like a t-shirt to like describe my personality, it would be this. If I had this in May of 2021, I would have rocked it every day. It would have been perfect. I'm rocking the short sleeve tee. Libby's rocking the long sleeve. There's sweatshirts. I honestly, it's actually, I'm not even just saying this. It's I put it on immediately. I was like, oh, it's it's cozy. It's coming. No, literally the quality, the quality is great. Like this is a shirt that you would want to wear around loud and proud at a Jewish event, maybe a first date. I don't know. Maybe if the first date is like a workout date. Yeah. Like a walk. Maybe not a bar, but can we just oh, talk yes. about these for a second? They sent us hats. I got a Cholent hat and Marla got a bagel hat. Bagel cream cheese, obviously. So on brand. We are loving this. I'm obsessed with Cholent, obsessed with bagels, but we had to be like a little different. We couldn't be so obnoxiously matching. So I'm long sleeve. She's short sleeve. Yeah. I'm Cholent. She's bagel. Either way, this is something you want in your wardrobe. So make sure you check out Yonatees on Instagram, the link in their bio. Make sure you hit them up. Make sure you tell them you heard about it from Schmuck Boys. And yeah, like we said, like if you're into wearing and repping your Judaism, I feel like most Jews are into repping their Judaism. Like we wear Jewish jewelry on our, we wear rings, necklaces, like whatever it is. We always love to rock our culture and rock stuff that just like connects to Judaism because it's it's fun. And also you see someone out and they're like wearing something Jewish and you're like, oh my God, like are you Jewish? Because Where I'm Jewish. Where did you get it? Yeah. So, you and know, Loki will always have a soft spot for them because this is our first ever Schmoke Boys sponsor. Ooh. What a way to close out. Um, but yeah, make sure you check them out. There will definitely be more Yonatees things to come. Mm-hmm. For sure. So check it out. I actually, I literally wore this to the beach this weekend playing volleyball. It was great. My friends were like, is that a bagel? And I was like, mm, yes, it is. Yes, okay. I love that. Yeah, so what else? Yeah, so it's the end of season two, which is crazy. Like, time just, like, where we were a year ago was just, like, such a different place. I mean, like, yeah. I was still in New York. I and was, we're, like, meeting the guests in person now that we've talked to. Yeah, now we're getting to, like, actually meet people in person. Um, yeah, Libby, do you have any, like, 
favorite moments that maybe come to mind from this past season, whether it's something that's on the podcast or something that happened as a result of the podcast? Yeah, I feel like, first of all, the Jewish journal part of us was a huge highlight. Yeah. Um, And then two in particular, Jonah Platt coming on and just being such an amazing supporter throughout um, sharing our clips and being part of the Jewish journal conversation in the article and then getting to be in person was amazing. It was a real full circle moment. And then mm-hmm. same with Eliza being able to have her on within like that day and then go to a gala with her the following day. Those are like some highlights for me. But we, I don't know, everything has been so great about this season that makes yeah. me more excited for the following seasons to come I feel like people are really understanding us as a brand and what we're trying to do and yeah no I I totally agree with you and it's funny because I think we've had so many great guests we have a lot of great guests on our list that we want to bring on next season and I've had people ask me and I'm sure they've asked you too where for certain guests they're like how did you get in contact with them and it's just like I don't like we just being in the Jewish community, but also obviously being in like media spaces, you just like are able to connect with people and meet with people. And I think we're always just like, as long as they're open, (laughs) what, as long as they're open to it. Yeah. If you don't ask, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For sure. You always have to, you know, like you can't just assume they would want to do it, but I think that's just like it, it, the, our ability as like a somewhat smaller podcast to bring on these Jews that are so like successful in their career or great at whatever they're working on just I feel like speaks to how like as Jews we're just like there for each other as a community you know and that like if we if we are able to get in contact with someone that's like big in their career they don't look at us as like oh you're some like small podcast that just starting out like we don't want to talk to you they're like oh my god yeah like I'd love to be a part of that and I think that's just so beautiful like about what we've been able to build with our podcast so far is partially because of that um yeah, there's been so many great moments. I feel like having Jewish, all the Jewish matchmaking cast on or some of the cast on was just so fun fun just to like, because our episodes aren't always, you know, um, necessarily like interviewing guests that are in the news, like in that moment. So it was fun to be able to like have that kind of like energy going. Um, Yeah, I don't know any, I guess we're just, we're looking forward to season three and we have, it's going to be bigger, better, excited. So excited. Get ready and send some names because the most is possible right now. And if we're able to start with big names. We yeah. can bigger. We can go from all different types of ranges. The fact that people are like asking to be on the podcast now is like, whoa, like we are actually overwhelmed with names. Yeah. And amazing. And we can't wait to like, I feel like when you first start content, Mm-hmm. Like when I first started, I was like, I don't think I'm going to have enough videos to like, or ideas to make more videos. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, I don't know if we'll have enough people to like record, but boom, like proving yourself wrong each time. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, with the new season, maybe we'll come up with new like segment ideas. Well, you know, we'll, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. And I'm excited to see how it goes. And yeah, before we get into our guest this week, who is amazing, we obviously want to give you our normal updates, anything exciting that's maybe going on, Libby, anything, anything to share? Um, 
I would say that Jack has mastered the Mac salad recipe. Um, so hit him up for all your Mac salad needs. He has cultivated a great recipe. Tastes really good. I'm trying to think of anything else big that's happened. Oh, how the, wait, did the Hadassah thing already happen, right? Yes, that you're right. That? Yeah. that happened. That was an amazing conversation with Miriam. Um, I loved it. My mom's Hadassah friends were all there. They're actually, they love the conversation so much. They want to make me a Hadassah member for life. Oh my gosh. I'm so honored. Wait, that's amazing. But I lo- I loved it. I had the best time. And now, honestly, I'm in like chosen festival mode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about that for a minute? Yes. August 8th, Chosen Comedy Festival, Coney Island. Also, July 29th, this weekend, Catskills. Um, if you go to the Coney Island one and you want a discount, feel free to use a code Libby, L-I-B-B-Y, my name. If you don't know how to spell it, I'm insulted by now. <laughs> um, there will be amazing comedians all night. There will be kosher food. There will be a pre-party, a post-party. Get as involved as you want to get. All influencers welcome. Reach out to us. Um, yeah, that's the tea on Chosen. I'm really excited. Second time in New York. Um and the one year anniversary that I met Ali, which is how we got connected with Jewish Journal and everything's full yeah. circle. Oh, my so. God. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. There's a lot of full circle things happening in my life, too. Like a year ago, I had to buy a car. I bought a car and here I am buying another car since I told you go. Car. a year ago. I moved from I moved, I moved apartments and now I'm moving apartments again. I'm staying in LA. Almost your birthday. Yeah. Literally all happening at the same time. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. A lot going on. My family's coming to visit me in Los Angeles. Um, we're gonna, they'll be here for my birthday. We're gonna, you know, explore a little bit of LA, do some national parks, which will be really fun. And then the day before they fly back to New York, I'm like, Hey, uh, you guys want to help me move apartments? (laughs) They're like, nope, but we'll yeah. do it. <laughs> they're like, no, not down. Literally, the, the very first day and the very last day they're here, they're helping me. My dad's going to help me tomorrow with like finalizing my car. And then on the very last day, he's going to help me move. Oh my gosh. <laughs> dad um, goals. Shout out to Marla's dad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited. And just like, I can't believe it's already almost August. Like I remember like a month ago being like, oh my God, my first LA summer. Like it's going to be so crazy. So fun, like party wilding. And, and August, it goes like, by so fast. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is honestly, like I have been socializing. I have been having fun, but like I've been saying, I just haven't been drinking as much. I haven't been going yeah. out. As much. I don't know. Like I'm still socializing, but just like in a different way. So I haven't been going to like a ton of like, I guess crazy summer parties. Like I thought I would, but I'm still having a good time. I'm still having fun. Um, going to the beach a lot, which is nice. And I do have, I would say, um, some things cooking in the dating department, but, uh, um, oh my God, is she sharing? I'm not sharing. It's She's very sharing. new and early and I don't really want to like, I we respect yeah, there's not really details to share. If there's details to share, you guys will find out season three. Um, I'm going to put, I'm pulling like a, 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 a Liv Schreiber or Serena, Serena Kerrigan where I'm just not going to talk about it. And all of a sudden you just post them and you're like, oh, what? Like, I feel like all of <laughs> that follow those. No, actually it was so like, funny. Oh my God. Liv did 
it so subtly that she ended up posting her boyfriend. And since she also does like the um, oh yeah, posting singles, people bought with single. People, she had to like apologize to the internet. She was like, "Oh my god, like leave it to me to like make it seem like my boyfriend was up for sale." Like, oops, guys, I'm sorry. It's yeah. not. <laughs> I thought literally. that was so funny. So funny. So funny. I literally responded. I was like, "Only you." Like only. <laughs> no hot neighbor is my boyfriend i know literally so funny um but yeah if it's very it's we're new it's early i'm not not sharing anything but i'll just say that um if it goes well you'll find out in season three and if it doesn't go well you'll also find out in season three but you'll just have to wait until season three yeah guys marla Uh, will will open up a lot more yeah yeah hopefully it'll be good to share and not bad because although realistically, if everything's going full circle, then it, then that, then this should also go down <laughs> because of what happened with medical school guy. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. Don't give yourself bad voodoo before. No, no, I, I, I do believe in karma. I'm just kidding. And it's your birthday. Do you have any goals? Do you have any plans? Um, I am having a party at my friend's house, which I'm excited about. Um, just like classic house party vibes. I didn't want to deal with people having to like get in line at a bar and pay for drinks. This is just right. easier, more fun. Have a friend, a couple friends that are going to DJ. And yeah, I'm excited. It's, I can't believe I'm turning 27. Like I feel like I was like 23 yesterday. Like I yeah, don't wait, hold up. I met you at 25 or 24. I think we met when you were 23 and I was 25. Yeah. Wow. We met, we met two years ago. You were 23 and I was 25. We and were now, filming on my roof and now I'm the age you were. Yeah. Like crazy. Time just <laughs> like, it flies. It really does fly. It's Not looking crazy. forward to the health insurance. Um, but you can get it through work. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I know. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Like your 20s just fly by, but I really do feel like it's interesting to think about like how much like dating and, and your perspective just changes like from your early 20s to as you enter your late 20s like right. think you just like learn a lot which is I feel like helpful and it almost when I think about it it makes sense now that when I was trying to date seriously at 25 or 20, 24 25 I'm not surprised it was harder to find someone because the mentality of like men in their 24 25 is like still not serious now i'm like 27 so guys that i'm dating are like 27 28 29 30 31 32 so like they have a more serious mindset and of course there's still guys that age and older that aren't serious but i feel like now being a little bit older i'm like okay i can kind of see why when i was trying to date seriously at 24 25 i couldn't because like it just guys were not in that mindset the way that they are when they're a little bit older i would say yeah it's not easy to get a guy to think a certain way. It's funny because guys really take advantage of knowing that they're the ones that like put the ring on it mm-hmm. and get to decide the timeline. Cause, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen and I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but mostly girls aren't the ones proposing. Yeah. So it's just funny. Cause like they take like that one moment that they have and they're like, <laughs> like calls on me. Yeah. But like the second you have that, it's like, yeah, the girl's gonna run the life. I feel like. Yeah, that's the joke. Is like, In yeah, that's, that's a joke. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like once they're engaged or married, like the girls run it. So they take forever to, to pop the question. Yeah. They're like, they're like, I'm going to hold on to this moment forever. Yeah. 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 I mean, it just, it is interesting to me because I have friends out here that are in their guy friends in their mid thirties and they're not, some of them are not at all like ready to like settle down. They're focused on work. You ask them why? Um, it's mostly about work. And, and, and a couple of friends that I have in mind are like, in, uh, they're in similar careers, but like not totally the same. I think a lot of it's just feeling like they, yeah, they, they want to figure out stuff with their work first. They just, they don't feel like they could dedicate the time. I feel like it's very familiar, like, you know, familiar topic that like people hear about and talk about is that men feel the need to be secure in a certain way in their career financially before dating. Um, which on one hand I understand, but I also feel like if you, if you are waiting too long, you're going to, then you're going to be like 40. Um, right. And it's funny. Cause I have, I have a guy friend that's in his like early thirties and he's like trying to figure out a situation with a girl. And I'm like, for, I'm like, you're 30, you're, I'm not going to say his age. You're in your ex age. Like, your ex time. Age. like, I don't, I don't want to give any information about it, but basically I'm like, oh, don't blow have, anyone's spot. Yeah, you have time like to figure like, if it's not working out, you have time you're only in your early thirties. Like you can dip out and you'll be fine. Now, if I was giving advice to a the crazy thing, if is if I was giving to advice of a girlfriend that was that age, I don't know if I'd give the same advice. Like I might be like, mm-hmm. I might be like, give it a little bit longer, see if it like works out, but it's crazy that we like have those different mentalities, but it just obviously, yeah, it goes back to like the whole thing of us feeling like we have a timer and, and, and men don't. And whether was, fair or unfair, it's not really this about, that's just kind of like the, I mean, how would it, it's better now than it used to be, you know, I feel like yeah. people, can have kids but I think too, people but, are taking more time than they used to like there was such a rush to get married a lot mm-hmm. younger and now it's like the opposite and people are like yeah. really focusing on their individual time which I also think is a good thing but you're gonna have your cons in both situations like if you get married really early which everyone was forcing to like maybe mm-hmm. they realized they didn't actually love each other right and now it's like oh so much time for yourself so much time for yourself like make sure you love yourself that then that has its own issues to it also because then some mm-hmm. people convince themselves that they don't need anyone at all right well I feel like yeah once you get to a, a certain age and it's not an exact age but maybe a, a certain point in your life it kind of you have two factors you're either so set in your ways that now it's like harder for you to incorporate someone into your life because you're set in your ways or you get to a point where you're kind of like you've you stuck it out this long to find what you're looking for that you're almost like too picky and you don't want to like it's also like a defense mechanism to be like I'm fine on my own yeah you can be fine on your own and I believe you Mm -hmm. but like it takes like a certain like thing to like let someone in too yeah and I was like that at one point too I'm like yeah I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine but like you should still leave like a little space in case someone wants to come in yeah yeah I mean I totally and that's not gonna make you not fine just for letting someone in like yeah I mean we're gonna do an episode on defense mechanisms in the dating world that's a great idea honestly I think Libby you're totally right and obviously it's interesting because I even though I do think it's possible for people to be fine on their own and like not need a partnership at the same time we're we're at the end of the day like we're humans humans like thrive off of connection off of community like like it tends to be I feel like there's I've heard about different studies or research where it's like humans that have less community less connections less you know things of that nature struggle more so I think it's interesting like I'm sure people can be fine on their own but I think it's scientifically speaking like 
hard for you to be really on your own for like a for a long period of time because as humans we just gravitate towards having community around yeah and usually people who are in situations like that they they go to therapy and they like talk Mm -hmm. it out there's like a deep rooted reason yeah like you're pushing people away Mm -hmm. yeah um it's really fascinating this forever but guys you are about to hear from someone so funny so kind so beautiful so cool literal goals okay steph younger you must listen straight throughout because she has such insight to share and we also talk about mental health in there too which is like a good segue to everything we're talking about here and learning how to take a break whether it be with dating or whether it be with social media your career um so let us know what you guys think thank you for listening to season two and we love you and we're not going away even though we're waiting to start season three so it's not goodbye it's see you later yeah literally keep hitting us up keep sending us dating stories Muck boys are in for a treat for today. Guys, our guest today, Stephanie Younger, aka Stefachka on Instagram, is your classic triple threat of an actor, comedian, and writer. You probably know her from her hilarious and on-point impressions on social media. She writes and performs on her own sketches, which have helped her following and fandom grow exponentially please welcome our guest and friend steph that was beautiful not like not about myself just your cadence and everything it sounded like a song listen that's how that's how i feel it's like your aura you know it's the vibe you bring thanks and this is exciting because this will be we're like ending season two with a bang because this is going to be our last episode of the season You know, we started out strong. We want to end strong. We want to leave the listeners wanting so much more because it's it was such a great last guest and a great last. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a good segue to learning about her date nights of the week. Am I right? So did they end with a bang too? <laughs> you know, um, the guys who have come on have certainly given opinions. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yes, please give us a relationship update of the week that can consist of a fun little date you went on, vacation, something cute you did. It could include a story of how you and your husband met. Oh, thank God. Everyone in the everyone listening who's like, oh man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And God forbid you not tag him in one of your stories on Instagram. I saw he was upset about that. (laughs) Why does it matter?
It's yeah, fun. that's fair. Um, do you do you still like me? Are we cool? All right, we're good. Are we on the same page? Um, what are we? <laughs> it's like a week by week basis. And so you guys <laughs> went on a trip recently also. The pasta. Yeah. You're about to say something about the pasta. No, but I just, you said controversial <laughs> in Italy and I'm scared. How long were yeah. you there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's in the salad section every single time. No, people need to go. Oh my god. Wait, so I'm what I'm wondering is have you had wings since you came back? <laughs> yeah. Poor Jeff. Poor Jeff. The plane landed and before you even texted anyone that you were home safe, you were like, I'm ordering the wings. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like like the classic texting your family like landed. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. Manifesting. Hmm. Mhm. 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 okay so we got the vacation she's still married not pregnant um loves wings 
Pasta's okay. Burrata's not salad. Um, so Steph, what did you always dream of doing when you were younger? <laughs> Puzzle stuff, you did it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. When, when did you find out energy. they weren't real? Oh crap! This episode Wait. right now. Yep. <laughs> 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 and the episode continued <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my boyfriend's the same way he'll like bring out these cards when we're on the cruise and they're like did you know he could do that and I'm like no, <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you also grew up learning multiple languages. You include them in a lot of your content, you know, your an accent extraordinaire. Was it hard learning multiple languages? What was the timeline of when you learned each of them? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And how do you think you're able to kind of use this 
knowledge of different language and cultures kind of as an, that you learned, like as an advantage in kind of creating your content? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it makes it makes sense. But that's I mean, that's social media. I feel like and people just have to understand that, like, it's hard because people like know that no one's perfect, but they still judge them as if they should be. But like, we know from everyone on social media, no one is gotta have ever always say the perfectly right thing and like that's just human no. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's a big trend in this generation throughout. It's mm -hmm. like, no, but I felt that way. So that. you know you can't tell someone how to feel mm -hmm. also so there's like a lot of over apologizing in this generation and then we also forget that like actors at least in the language department study language there's like linguistics classes you know you have british people use doing american accents like all the time you know people are really like studying how to learn like pronunciation Yeah. yeah yeah it's their job mm -hmm. yeah 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 mm hmm For sure. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. 
or people are posting old photos with like different brands that are getting canceled like I just saw Selena Gomez posted a photo from like 2018 oh yeah wearing a Balenciaga shirt and so she was apologizing then she deleted it but you know you didn't know in 2018 right or you're just like you're not always thinking like that you like you're not thinking like I support what they do and that's why I'm posting this photo yeah. from five years ago yeah Yeah. Right. It mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything's so public now. Mm -hmm. You can mm -hmm. make a mistake on a first date. And a girl could be doing, get ready with me as I undo my makeup from the worst date of my entire life. And like, you know, you're just like peering into like any details about your life because it's almost like fair game. And that's why I also think like dating in this generation is like the scariest thing you could do because one one wrong move and like everything's online. Anything can be shared. Mm -hmm. Someone's dating profile can be sent to the wrong person and then they know the wrong thing and it may not yeah. be the most factual thing in the world and that's why I think Jewish dating it's even harder because we all even know each other so it's like exactly mm Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens now. Yeah. Right. And then we start overthinking it. It's the power of networking. It really is. Yeah. Because if you know the right people or you yeah. know the wrong people. It's also, I think, a balancing act of like how much of someone else's experience with someone is like who that person is, or it's like that who that person is with that person and you wouldn't have the same experience with that person it's kind of hard to yeah yeah right yeah right there's a facebook group even like are we dating the same guy where people are like giving a chance no i yeah. swear and they can like post a photo and be like, do you know him? And then somebody else can comment. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 validating from other people yeah
How did you meet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My love. You felt like you already knew him. I felt the same exact way. I started long distance for seven months in the pandemic so yeah 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 My, I was friends with his brother and his brother was setting me up with his friend and I was like tell your brother no <laughs> me too Romance isn't dead. Marla knows more than I do about that one. Imagine, imagine it's like next episode later. <laughs> weirder, weirder things have happened. And so I, we're, we're kind of going a little bit back and forth, but you spoke about kind of in some ways, like the dangers of social media, how it can affect like dating nowadays and how it's kind of scary you recently took like a short hiatus from social media. Can you speak on that? Like, you think that's important for people who are creating? 
Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So real. A lot of people, I, I'm sitting here like, ouch, because it, it's so true. And I post for brands and then I have my own personal account and I have the podcast. And there's times where I'll tell Marla too, like Marla, I'm not okay. Like I'm just drowning and like videos. It's like, as soon as I finish one video or post another, I'm like, and I have so many more. Like, it doesn't feel like, you know, And and I can recognize when that's happening to me or like if I'm sitting in bed and watching TV, I get like mad at myself if I just keep scrolling to like see who, you know, and I'm like, why am I doing that? But then the social media brain of me who works in it full time for brands is like, no, I'm trying to test out the engagement and I'm trying to understand like, is this the type of content that people are looking for? And I want to understand the algorithm and did these hashtags work? And it's like, there's a certain point where my work brain needs to just turn off and have fun with the content just being the content so I completely understand yeah right
That's great. Not me, girl. Not me. I'm sticking around. Yeah, Schmuck Girls would never. If you unfollowed Steph, you unfollowed us. If you unfollowed Steph, you unfollowed us. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's not always like, what do they want to like? what did they want to consume? What do my followers want to see? Like, no, like, what do you want to post? I know. I was in like seventh grade, so you were like, <laughs> <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> And it's so funny because when we were younger, we used to just post whatever we wanted because we didn't care. I used to get roasted, roasted crazy. Oh, did you see Libby Walker's Snapchat story? Yeah, it was like a hundred seconds long. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. It was it's like, it literally got me my future job. So leave me alone. Or like, oh, like I couldn't even scroll to like her Instagram. Like I would just post whatever I wanted. That's just like my annoying guy voice. And then it was funny because I was pledging a sorority and they were like, don't talk to boys and like, don't do this. And, and they were like, Libby, like you're always posting with all your guy friends or like you're always posting in the library, like be serious. And I'm like, no, nah, man, like this. <laughs> this. 
No, but like they were my friends. I joined the sorority and became friends with these guys. And I would just post like whatever I wanted because I actually did not care. And I think a lot of me is very comfortable with where I'm at right now because I'm playing characters and I'm not so much playing myself. And maybe you feel the same way. I feel like if you looked at my Instagram, you don't know me for Libby or my TikTok. You know, like the persona. And I feel really comfortable with that. So... Yeah. Literally. Yeah, make Instagram casual again. I need to hear. Who? Who? Elon, I know Elon Silver, but not gold. Mm. Jeff, aren't you my girlfriend? Why would you say that? That's what he's okay. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Here. Years.
you don't have a choice really anymore. And I think there's truly the positive because it challenges you and allows your mind to grow. Like social media allowed me to see, like it gave me confidence. Like I am a creator. I am a good writer. I I can do this. I don't need to go to a fancy writing school just to call myself a writer. And I'm truly not knocking it, but like, that's how I used to think. Like, who do you think you are? You didn't, you know, you know, but I've always written, I've gotten scholarships for writing. I always have. Um, I feel you so hard, you know, but then on the, on the opposite end, it's, it's, uh, I'm not comparing the two, but it's, I think boundaries and I think a healthy boundary with yourself. It's like, yeah, I'm, I told my mom, you know, I took a break and my mom said, you know, I'm just as proud of you for taking a break as I am of any one of your achievements, because that's just as hard to do. Stop for a second. Because it's like showing yourself love and there's all these memes and there's all these, you know, motivational speakers, self-love, but guess what? They still want you scrolling on their stuff. Self-love is, you know, taking it down. And, and this, this is a conversation that I've had with Yoni and this is very, you know, Jewish is we talked about, like, I think it's more important now than ever to keep Shabbat. And like, if anybody doesn't know who Shabbat is, if people are listening, it's like, you know, from Friday evening sundown till Saturday night, an hour after sundown, you're not really using any technology. And like back in the olden days, it's like, oh, big deal. Like Rivka used a candle, like, like, who cares? But like now, can you imagine like just having a Saturday, no TV, no, just consuming content, scrolling, like oh, I'm talking to my friend. Oh, I'm going for a walk. I'm reading a book. I'm playing board games. Like as an adult, I think that there's nothing more healthy than a day like that now more than ever before, you know? become a better person, become a better Jew, like grow in your learning, grow in yourself. And I've heard some say before how, like, especially if you're a little bit more like religious, like it can feel a lot of pressure to always be growing and growing and growing. And why can't I just be stagnant and like be where I am? So it's interesting because it's kind of connects to what you're saying about social media, but that's people's perspective sometimes within Judaism of like, maybe I just want to stay stagnant and not have to feel the need to be better and better. Um, and to kind of go off of that, so we want to kind of ask you a bit more, like, what was your Jewish background like growing up? And maybe how has that shaped you as both a person and also your career? Before I answer that question, just to the point of growth, I think that being still is a part of growth. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's two separate things. Mm. I think that if you're able to be still, that is just as important as a growth spurt Mm -hmm. because without that stillness, right? Like if you look at like a flower, it's one of my favorite quotes and I think it's Ralph Ralph Waldo Emerson, but I'm totally going to butcher it. It's like when a flower, you know, is (laughs) I totally am butchering it, but it's like, what does a flower do if they're upset or anything? It just still blooms. You don't look to your neighbor. It doesn't look to the other flowers. It still blooms in its Mm -hmm. own way, Mm -hmm. no matter its speed, you know? And I think when people look at growth, 
if you're looking at growth like this, that's mm-hmm. just not human. That's mm-hmm. not human. There's growth like this, like mm-hmm. this for a while that dips, mm-hmm. that goes up. Like mm-hmm. that's just being alive and that's being human. And I think, like I said before, being stagnant, still taking a moment, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. breathing has become looked down upon mm-hmm. or or not allowed Mm -hmm. or how dare you not do anything. Mm -hmm. Sometimes not doing anything is the most important thing for something to happen. Mm -hmm. And the creator of White Lotus, Mike White, I watched this one video of him talking about his writing process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's a, um, I just like him. Like, of course the show is amazing, but he just such a cool, he went off like survivor. He doesn't care. He does his own thing. He's been in the business for such a long time, but he talked about his writing process And he talked about how it's kind of split in two. The first half to an outsider, it may look like he's not doing anything. Mm -hmm. He's just like chilling on the couch, watching a lot of TV, eating, sleeping, just laying there, looking at stuff. To an outside person, it's like, wow, you're so lazy. Why aren't you writing nine hours a day? You know, Mm -hmm. but that's his process. And then something hits and then he's writing Mm -hmm. like crazy. You can't stop because... Mm -hmm you allow yourself and there's a reason why white lotus is just so great mm-hmm. because it right. comes from such an intricate place mm-hmm. and it's very unique observing people yeah. observe and he and when i watched that video i'm like you know what i love you so much because that is how the human a creative human should work like you mm-hmm. can't you can't create he can't create a new white Lotus every season. He can't create another show. That's a white Lotus. He, you need time to create something quality, you know, but yeah, that's, it just reminded me of that. Just dropping straight facts. He's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So could you talk to you touch a little bit about your kind of Jewish upbringing and maybe how it's, how you've grown and how it's affected and grown, how, how it's affected, both you as like personally and also maybe your career in any ways? Totally. I grew up um, always, you know, we did the Jewish holidays, Mm -hmm. but I grew up with me and my mom. Um, And my mom always like talked about God a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't necessarily, I didn't grow up super religious in terms Mm -hmm. of like, you know, all the stories from the Torah and all the Parsha. I didn't know any of that stuff until Mm -hmm. much later, Mm -hmm. but I always had this feeling of safety and, you know, like saying the Shema and how God and how Hashem loves you and you're never alone. You know, you don't need a special language or a prayer book, the Sidur to to talk to him. You can talk to him whenever you want, you know, you're loved. That made me, that instilled a very strong identity in me. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older um, and I went to schools and my mom started exploring it more, you know, I learned the traditional, like, Halacha. I went to like a Jewish high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting to learn, but I learn more and more every day. Mm-hmm. I think the instilling of the identity and, and also like away from religion, it was like, we're Jewish. You know, my family came from Ukraine. Uh, they were, you know, in during the times of World War II, there was a place in Ukraine called Babi Yad, and they lined up the Jews in a hole and shot everyone. Like mm-hmm. before, they, they didn't go to the concentration camps. They just mm-hmm. shot a lot of Jews. My my whole maternal 
family was killed there. Like it we, my grandpa survived with his mm-hmm. mom and he was like, she was a sister of 10 and we had a big family now, very small family, you know? So it was like, know where you came from. Always be proud to be Jewish. You know, my grandpa grew up in Soviet Union, Kiev, and with the name Michael Goldman, like mm-hmm. Moisha Goldman, and yeah. he never hid it. And when somebody would say like, oh, you dirty, you know, yeah. the bad word. Right. Yeah. He would never be, he would never, he would like beat the shit out of them. And he was yeah. always very proud. He never tried to hide it, you know, and that's yeah. where my family came from. It was mm-hmm. never, it was never something that we weren't proud of. Yeah. And I think that identity is a very strong base and all the other technical stuff you can learn later. And that comes with a lot of, you know, midot and beautiful things and mitzvahs. And it's great. But that identity to me was like unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's how I grew up. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah. I think any identity, like for anybody Jewish, wherever else you come from, like Jewish or wherever else you come from, you know, but like literally anyone else, like if you know who you are, mm-hmm. you know, where you came from, mm-hmm. you know, what you stand for, mm-hmm. your identity is strong and you can build on that, you know, yeah. and your moral character is strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's truly what's important. Like when we have children, God willing, like that's what I would like to pass on. And in terms of religious level, I think that it's everyone's choice, but I think having a strong identity of knowing who you are, that you're safe, that, you know, mm-hmm. I believe in God, that you, you're protected. You can talk to someone even when you're alone, you know, yeah. that yeah. as a kid made me feel very protected and safe. Yeah. You know? No, a hundred percent. I think what you're saying is very beautiful. And I think one of my favorite things people say about Judaism is like, uh, God speaks all languages because, you know, for a lot of people that feel like, oh, everyone's praying in Hebrew and I can't read Hebrew. It's like, well, that's what the English is for. Have you felt any like negative reactions from publicly being Jewish on social media? Obviously you said it, you know, you grew up knowing like it's important to be proud or has that ever like impacted how much you would share about Israel or your own personal Jewish journey? For sure. Um, I grew up in a place, like I mentioned before, it was a melting pot and it was a big Jewish community and it was a very big community for everybody mm-hmm. else, whether culture, religion. So mm-hmm. I never experienced that growing up, thank God. Mm-hmm. Now with the climate of anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to lie. There were times where I was afraid. Mm-hmm. I was afraid to say something. This is like two years ago, mm-hmm. year and a half ago, something like that. Yeah. Right. And I felt so um ashamed of myself on the inside. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, but I want to grow, you know, I want to grow my profile. What if I say? And then I was like, what am, what what are you talking about? That's mm-hmm. also another thing that this like system, the social media can really wrap your head around. This is the most important thing. You must grow. And it's like, no, no, I know who I am. This is mm-hmm. who I am. Like if mm-hmm, there is right. one word to describe me, it's Jewish. That's mm-hmm, how I yeah. would if I had to pick one word. Mm-hmm. And I was very I was I just do what I do now. Like you know, I, I'm very, I'm proud to be Jewish. And if it bleeds into my content, mm-hmm. I will, because I am, yeah. that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I haven't experienced crazy backlash. Like I'm sure other people have that are severe, mm-hmm. but I have gotten some weird, mm. I have gotten some weird messages that that was the inception of me being afraid of doing something because I got weird messages. And then I was like, Oh my God, I probably shouldn't say that. I'm scared. Right. Hell. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? No, I don't care, but I yeah. have got some weird messages and yeah. um, it's pretty gross. People are weird online. People are so weird online. Um, pretty gross. Okay, not to not to like force you to create content, but our, we did come up with a game for you. Yeah. And if as long as you want to do it. So we're calling it five speedy spoofs with Steph. So basically okay. we like look through your social media for your different characters. Okay. We give you like situation and you like say say the line for the situation in that character's voice. Okay, let's try it. Like I'll give you an example. So like the first one is like really tall, but she's breaking up with a guy with a voice note. Oh, and okay. it just, just like a quick, like little, like one or two lines, whatever you feel comfortable okay. with, but, uh, not, not to, not to feed the machine, but if you're, if you're down, <laughs> not to feed the machine. Yeah. Spends an hour talking about burnout. So. <laughs> <laughs> work step work. <laughs> okay. Okay. So is that the first one? Yeah. yeah. So just like, give us like a couple lines of like, how, how would Lital break up with a guy over a voice note? Okay. Uh, I, Aviv, uh, listen, I don't have so much time. Uh, actually, in my life, I have a lot of time. But right now, I don't. it's not fun for me what I'm about to say. For you, for sure, not fun. Uh, for me, this is not working like this for me anymore. For you, for sure, it's working. I'm happy for you that you got to be with me. But uh, I think I don't want this. And by I think for sure, any of that, I know. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, you know, I'm sorry for you because I want to leave now. Oh, okay, mommy, in a shikot. Okay, bye. Bye, Chaim Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. That was so good. <laughs> just like, you're welcome. I'm leaving. Kisses. <laughs> Kisses. If you have any questions, too bad. That was great. They just don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's why okay. I love them. I love them. I That's love them. next one. You ready? Yeah. Sailor being told the vegan restaurant she's at is out of everything she wants to order. Okay. <clears throat> I hear you and I validate your truth. But if you don't get me some f- Satan on my plate right now, I will destroy you on Yelp and I will also me to you. Sweet angel. Thank you. Please look in the back again. <laughs> She's just like the worst person in the sailor world. Is so funny. I love that. I love that. Um, I'm trying to convince my grandpa to do a sailor with me. That would be funny. That would be so funny. Um, okay. I feel like I'm actually going to mispronounce the word while I'm talking about mispronouncing okay. words. Okay. For Stefania, her reacting when she overhears someone mispronounce is it yeah? Is it your hero guy like like the sandwich? I actually I feel like I've been mispronouncing it all my life. Yes. Okay. When you order a sandwich in Greece, yes, you say gyro, gyro, gyro. Yes. I don't know what to tell you because I don't know how to say this. Okay. Just have bread with lamb and tzatziki. It's good for you like this. I don't know how to say it myself. I feel like every time I go to order one of those sandwiches, Wait, I'm like, I don't do know how to say it. Whole episode. <laughs> no, I will do this for an hour. This is what I do with my family. I will literally do this for an hour. Oh my I god! Don't know okay. How to say. 
But if you want something very Greek, very traditional, yes, you should definitely order moussaka. <laughs> It's very good for me, diarrhea, but very fun. <laughs> Why <I> like? <laughs> okay, Arlene, when the pharmacist tells her she can't get a refill for another three weeks. Oh, say that. That's going to be a problem for me because you see, I need it. I have a wife and I have, I mean, I have a husband. You see, I'm going cuckoo bananas if I, I need it right now. I have a husband, I have children, and I have things to do around the house. So if I don't get my oxycodone right now, I will have a conniption. <laughs> <laughs> Not a conniption. <laughs> okay. And our last one is um, Irina. Is that how you pronounce it? Irina? Uh -huh. um, telling her boyfriend, I love you for the first time. <laughs> um yeah you okay that's how she says i love you she can't express love <laughs> that sounds that sounds about right that was great thanks, thanks, that's thanks like the blood. highest compliment she's like yeah thanks. you okay you don't bother me that's good that's her good. definition of i love you right you her version of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i feel like oh my god these were so good thanks for playing i want them. more <laughs> can, you do one, can you do one that you want to do as the final? No, you guys have to give me the, you guys have to give me the. What character do you want? Areas. Lethal okay. finds out her boyfriend cheated on her. Ah, like this you want? Libby, you want to start popping with me? Listen, you Zona, I know it was you, you stupid <laughs> hole. <laughs> no, Listen. I'm just joking. Women supporting women for sure. Libby, I love you. Chaim Shali, you didn't do anything wrong. Marla, for you, I don't know. You single, you dangerous. But uh, for my boyfriend, for you, <laughs> you for sure should move your house. For sure should move your house, change your address, change your phone number, job, emancipate yourself from your parents because I will take everything that you love and care about even little bit and put it like a garlic in the <laughs> garlic press and kill it slowly. And I watch the garlic go down very, very slowly with your life, Chaim Shelley. That's her breaking That's up. You weren't like meant to be Israeli, I feel like. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. that. I agree I with that. When no. I lived there, I was like, I know I'm not, but in my heart, I am. I yeah. really am. It was like, hey, I'm telling you, um, you know how they say, um, hey, um, hey. that's like a word. <laughs> I yeah. Like For sure. To my cousin, because my cousin used to speak fluent. My dad was from Israel. And I went like multiple times growing up. My first language was Hebrew. And then I oh, lost it. And I was like, back. do you want to play uh, Mishak? Uh, yeah. And you must know what that is. How yeah. You say, eh. yeah. Yeah. My, you know, can I do an impression of my father-in-law? Go, for, Go it. for it. So Yoni's dad's name is Israel. And I swear to God, this, these are our phone call conversations. Like the man has known me for five years now. Like I married his son. Okay. This is our phone call. Hey, Israel. Hi, babe. Hi. How are you? Good. <laughs> you? Oh yeah. Thanks. Um, no, I'm good. Okay. Okay. Okay, babe. Good talking to you. Bye. 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 <laughs> That's it. 
<laughs> that's literally it. It takes a, you know, it's like, how are you? Good. And usually it's like, good. And you, it's like, good. Yeah. Long pause. Always a long pause. And then it's just like, okay, okay, okay. That's like, maybe. <laughs> no, the best is when they go, oh. maybe I see everything you're putting on the Facebook. It's very nice. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One time I like, I was in his neighborhood and I don't know why I like backed into like, a pole and I was driving my mom's car this was his reaction okay and I was like oh my god she's gonna kill oh my god you know like I'm I I was visiting Miami from LA and he's like Stephanie I thought you were so strong I'm like shut the up Israel shut up like (laughs) what is that you know like what is I mean I didn't I would never curse anyone older yeah but I was like He's like, I thought you were so, wow, you scared of your mom? Like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm scared of my mom. Like, everyone is kind of scared of their mom. What are, he's like, I thought you were so strong. I'm like, this is the time where you choose to have, like, a conversation with me. Like, out of all the times, this is the time (laughs) I want to actually say more than five words to me. Like, this is, I love him, though. I love him. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, my God. He has a good sense of humor. He, like, it's fun. It's fun. My mom. My mother-in-law is so funny. One time I asked her, I'm sorry, I'm just talking so much, but you guys, like, you guys can stop recording if you want, but, like, this is just Israeli in-laws. I, when Yoni and I started dating, I wanted to impress him mm-hmm. with cooking something because mm-hmm. I grew up, they're, like, Moroccan, Libyan, completely different food than me and delicious. Right, right. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to cook him something, and I have a really good relationship with his mom. So I called mm-hmm. Aviva, and I'm like, Aviva... Um, Yoni can't stop talking about your couscous. Can you give me the recipe? She goes, do you cook with love? And I'm like, yeah, I cook with love. She goes, no, no, no. How do you know you cook with love? And I go, I cook with love. Like I, I like to cook and I, you know, I love cooking for people. She goes, but your soul must be connected to the cable of the channel for the love to receive from your end to the spot. So they're like uber Israeli. No, guys. I'm not even saying this for the joke at all. I'm not exaggerating anything right now at all. We spent three hours on the phone. Three hours on the phone. I can't tell you one ingredient in this couscous. To this day, I don't know anything about this couscous. I have, it's like a traumatic thing for me. And I'm at her house. She cooks the most delicious food. She made like something with squash and something else. And I was like, Aviva, this is delicious. And she's like, it's my invention. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm over. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I can't ever ask for anything anymore. <laughs> These are my in-laws. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, that was amazing. Thank you so much for, for I love you guys. That. We love, I love you. Guys. Where can people find you? What's coming up? What, what are you on all platforms? Um, <laughs> Dumb whore one three five at Instagram. <laughs> you heard it here for her. The amount of bleeps in this episode. It's be, be a good one. Be a good one. Um. Uh. I'm Stefanchka on Instagram, uh, and then everywhere else I'm Stephanie Younger. Um. And to my family, I'm Kotyuk Solnushka. Where you can find me at right now, I'm in the suburbs of Chicago. And what is this schmuck voice, Steph? What's your definition? Of a schmuck boy? Mm-hmm. Yes, the question we ask everyone. All men have a little bit of schmuck in them. Um, no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So a schmuck boy is is a is a boy who has not become a man yet. Mm. He's been he's been bar mitzvah, but he's not a man. Exactly. It's like 
just because you your parents hired you a moil and like cut off your peen a little and you had a bar mitzvah like you're not a man you're just an idiot it's you're a boy a who's not a man yet and that has so many definitions it's like yeah. you're just not all that like relax you're just a toddler and I'm not here to change your diapers mm. or breastfeed you unless it's a weird fun role play which is still I'm not what a way to close so we started with the bang <laughs> and we ended with role play burrata is not a salad um the main takeaways from this episode do not eat pasta in Italy burrata is not a salad <laughs> Uh, Steph has a very interesting relationship with her in-laws. Take a break from social. <laughs> no, I media. love them. I love them. I love. Them. <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. I really and, do. And Marla's gonna have a really fun time editing this episode. <laughs> I mean, actually, we should pay Marla at this point. Like, I should pay Marla. At no, this no. Point. <laughs> I, love Marla. I will but send you. No, Steph, I will find me and my husband, and we're we're even. <laughs> oh, okay, fine, no problem. But yeah, thank you so much, Steph. This was amazing. So happy that we could bring you on as our last guest for season two. Way to close out. Yes. We love you. You're the best. You guys should definitely follow Steph because she's hilarious. Yeah. And yeah. Make sure to comment some fun character impressions for her. Oh, that that would be fun. I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me and just for being the absolute sweetest. Truly. You're just a schmuck boy You're just a schmuck boy That's not enough boy Don't need another, another schmuck boy